Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And happy St. Patrick's Day. And 25th episode. 25? Two, five, two, five. Who are we? Can I get a cilantro? Oh, yeah, cheers to health. Woo! Mm. Should we turn it off or should we keep it the whole app? Uh, They've already turned off the entire episode. Yeah. Stay, this is a good one. We'll turn it off now. Oh, she's I, she's river dancing right now. Oh my God, you guys! I can't. I wish you could see this right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. One second. Pause. Whew. You out of breath? A little bit. She got really intense right then. It was really, serious. Was really, really grooving. <laughs> okay. It really was. <laughs> so, what are we drinking? Um, we're drinking the luck of the Irish. We got some what? Whiskey, peach schnapps. Pineapple, pineapple, Le- lime, liqueur, liqueur, and um, uh, green food dye. So green we will dye. be shitting green for a few days. I hope you're okay with that. That's wonderful. Right. And we're drinking that out of these giant cups, mugs that I got from Target that mine says, kiss me, I'm Irish. Mine says shenanigans and jam rock. And then we have some Irish flags in here that we're waving. Yeah. And we have some gold coins, chocolate covered. Gold or- coins, lucky coins. Yeah. And then we also have a candle that, um, <coughs> excuse me, excuse you. Sorry, everybody. I just got choked on my luck of the Irish. I'm not too lucky, huh? Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the candle's name is Feeling Lucky. And what does that smell like to you? Smells like I'm feeling pretty fucking lucky. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to put the horns in. No, 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 no horns, no horns, no horns. Oh, what did I just kick? It was your foot. Okay, anyways, so, guys, it has been a minute, but we want to dedicate this episode to our bestie A1 Day 1. Conspiracy guru. Redheaded. Matt Larson. <laughs> this one's for you for your 25th birthday. And it's not because you're redheaded. It's not because it doesn't matter to us. But <laughs> all I want to say is it really it really fits my whole theme that I'm going to be talking about. Okay, okay. So, Matt, thank you. For everything that you do for us and happy birthday. Happy birthday. So what you guys don't know is like Matt and his girlfriend Kelly, Logan and Matt were roommates in um, after college and they knew each other all of college and we are all really good friends. And so when we launched the podcast and we had the launch party, that was hilarious. 
Matt and Kelly came and we, we got on live. We got on live. So y'all met them if you were here from day one. And it was so fun. And ever since they've always listened to us, they've posted on their stories. They've been our biggest hype people and we love them so yes, much. Yes, he literally loves every conspiracy. He knows about it all. He'll, right. he'll talk for hours about for it. For hours. I love it. And he works with um my husband and, and her boyfriend. Aaron, yeah. And so we are always with each other. Anyways. So some things that we missed um, since we had to record early, which I wish we would have seen this coming. I literally don't know why we didn't. We didn't. It's like one of our favorite days of the entire year other than my birthday. Right. And your birthday. And my birthday. <laughs> but, um, and St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. But um, we miss International Women's Day. So we wanted to go through and list a few of our favorite podcasts that are ran by women or um, half ran by women and small businesses that are owned and operated by women from our hometowns, from Knoxville and just wherever. So um, we'll just go back and forth on the list and I'll start. So first we have Crime and Crime Again podcast. That's why we drink podcasts. Crime Junkie podcast. Connie Walker with CBC Network. ACF Jewelry in Knoxville. Morgan Gilman Hair Knoxville. VG's Bakery in Knoxville. Asia K Salon. Whoop, whoop. Happy lashing. <laughs> Afterlife Lashes in Knox. Stay open podcast. We love you, Arletta. Maddie Rogers Hair and PA. Love you, Maddie. You're a freaking beast. <laughs> and my sweet boss who owns her own dental practice. Yep. Dr. Evans, we love you. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. So that's just a few. We have a million more that we could list, but for some reason we brain fart whenever we have to make lists. So anyways, that's the list that we've been working on. Okay, Morgan. You've got some stuff that's going on with one of your stories. Yeah, I do. I don't know what episode it is. Maybe like four or five or six. It's early. It's early. I'll figure it out while you're talking. It's early, but I just want to say I freaking told you so. You did. And I did. And if you're wondering what I'm referring to, that is the royal family. She told you so. I freaking told you so. There is some shit going on in there and people are finally talking about it. Thank God. Episode six. Episode six. I mm-hmm. knew it was four five or six. Episode six. Yeah. Y'all, so, okay, so if you don't know, which if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Um, you know. Basically, Meghan Markle and Prince Har- Harry. Prince Harry. Yeah, came out and um, basically did this, like, spill piece. With Oprah. With Oprah about which everything that's been I going totally on. I totally think was, like, by our own government. See, that's a conversation we've been having, like, do y'all think that this was put on by our government to have Oprah do it so they can act like they didn't know anything about it and they weren't involved? Americans can do they whatever they want. Like cause like turmoil. Right. And everyone that follows the royal family. Exactly. I don't know. Because and what, they would have had, they're so, they're royals. They would have, well. And then one thing know. that we talked about is like the amount of control that they have over the world. I saw this one article and it was like one third of the world is ran by or owned by the royal family. Like, and then when Australia came out and was like, yeah, no, I, we're not racist, so we don't really want to fucks with that anymore. And we might, like, secede, maybe. Yeah. See and then ya? Canada's like, we're just going to keep our mouth shut. Canada's like, we're going to send you guys to Oprah. Um, <laughs> we have nothing to do with Everything's this. fine. We love We love everybody. And, the <laughs> and they're like... Other than our 2 a.m. loud neighbors down in America that we sometimes love, but not always. Usually not. <laughs> we usually don't love that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, 
No one's really spoken out besides Prince William, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was just like him saying, like, we're very much not a racist family, which that is also, right, like, outside of the rules that they're not supposed to talk about it. Right. Right. So. And then my favorite part of the entire, what, well, what was your favorite part of the entire interview? Like, what part stuck with you? Well, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me, I'm in the back of my head, I'm thinking, how the frick did this even get put on? Right. And honestly, Oprah has kind of been, like, out of picture. Right. She's for quite not some time. Like not not that right. she's like not she's still Oprah. She's like working behind the scenes more than she had than what we grew up with having Oprah. Right. So you why know? her? You right. Know? Like not I'm oh I know why not Ellen to dinner. It's because all that <laughs> why drama. Why not Dr. Phil? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> we saw what he did to Bambi, okay? You're like, right, you're right, you're right. You're no. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I kept thinking the entire time, my favorite part was when he was like <laughs> it was like Oprah was like, so who specifically was like being racist? And she and he and Prince Harry was like, I mean, I'm not gonna name anybody, but not my grandma. So basically, everybody they but did my grandma. The queen. Yeah, and well, what to. was crazy is he he basically was saying like she's controlled. This is not who you well, see is not my grandmother. Any type of like royal like documentary that you see, like you you see Prince Harry or Prince Henry, right? Or King Henry. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I don't. He know was like is. losing his shit. Right. This is like long time ago, but he was losing oh, his yeah. shit, mm-hmm. and they hid it from everyone for quite some right. time. So she very well could be like having dementia or something that they're hiding from the public or it's not even her like you said right like it's a clone of her they got her like locked up somewhere and they have someone that looks like her exactly because that family is like crazy like the younger people in it like i don't know dude that's just not nothing has sat well with me and i feel like um, harry has a vengeance because of princess diana well oh my god and then dude um when they were on there talking, he basically, uh, Prince Harry was like, um, it, would you have ever left the royal, Oprah asked, would you have ever left the royal family if you hadn't met Meghan? Yeah. And he was like, I wouldn't have known to, that it was that, that it bad. Was, yeah, that it was corrupt like this. Right. Yeah. He was like, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And so then I called Morgan and I was like, you know, I wonder like how that, what that means, like what that is broken down to is just like I've never stood in someone's shoes that is like a different race than me and like seeing how other people treat me. Or is it I've never stood in an American shoes and, and in like right. seen the difference. What was going Cause on like you, than living it. Right. Like you know the difference between your country and another country because you're told, you know, like Americans were told our entire life, like your freedom, you have your freedom, blah, blah, blah. And then – you you know, then you go over to London and you're like, you know, this is pretty free. And you go to Ireland, this is pretty free. You go wherever. Yeah. and But you don't see the, like, higher government part because that is the difference between, like, the people speaking and who makes the decisions, really. Right. Which, that's so interesting to me. So that, that was something that when he said it, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. So that was weird. Uh just told you so. We just go listen to episode six if you haven't. If go listen to episode here, six. Go listen to episode six. We talk about very suspicious and timely deaths. Right. And lots of other things. So go right. check it out. Yeah, exactly. All right. So tell me about your trip. Oh, guys. So my trip was awesome. We started off in Phoenix, Arizona, and we, we flew into Phoenix. We drove to Scottsdale. We did this very safely. So. 
just so everybody knows, we were very safe in everything that we did and protecting ourselves and others. Um, we kept to ourselves, but we went to Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, Scottsdale was amazing. After the pandemic, I will absolutely go back and go golfing and do all that fun stuff there. Yeah. But like, it was gorgeous. Did you fall in love out there? I fell in love. Other than the fact that my skin is so day. dry. My yeah, skin is so dry. I, I can tell. Has my I, skin's never been dry as long no. as you've known me. No. And I'm like. You got Morgan's skin over there. <laughs> I'm like dying. I'm like itchy. Um, And then another thing. So then we went from Scottsdale. We stayed there for literally one night. And then we drove up to Sedona and we hiked all over Sedona. And it was my favorite place I've ever been. Tell me about in Marley's videos. Marley saved I my life. They were like psycho videos. So detailed. No, no. So she sent me this like, um, map basically that she has and she like explained it to me from all trails guys if you're a hiker and you don't have all trails you have to have it i've had all trails for six or seven years now and i i have i don't know how i hiked without it before like it is it's a game changer it basically gives you like a maps version for the roads for Mm -hmm. trails and if marley wouldn't have sent me this one trail i would have never found this amazing thing the the most amazing thing i went to in sedona yeah it was the keyhole subway in uh, sedona so I'm an idiot and our resort was on the halfway point and you could hi- you could leave like there's like a little trail that you could walk in the back From of the, the resort, resort that would get you there and it shaved off a whole mile and a half and we figured it out you on the way back. The start, mm-hmm. point. Yeah, so I'm just stupid. Uh, but if you guys ever go to Sedona and you want that hike, um, Marley sent it to me and I will happily send it to you because I think everybody should go there. Um, they try to keep it secret, which is so stupid, but you have to like know somebody to get there. And thank God Marley had just gone or I wouldn't thank have God ever found it. Is a nature freak. Thank God. Thank God for Marley. Honestly. <laughs> Love she, you, Marley. She's got all the trails. <laughs> yeah. Every, she anytime, has. I mean, we do two week vacations out west and she. Her all trails app is locked she, and loaded, bitch. She's the leader. She is. Yeah. And I just. I'm Me just and Logan get in fist I fights. Just, I just fight everyone. <laughs> no, you sorry, don't. Sorry, Marshall. Sorry, Pearly. Sorry, Marley. <laughs> The men aren't allowed to come, actually. (laughs) So we did that. And guys, when I was in Sedona, we stayed at the Enchantment Resort, which was amazing. And you have like your own little like, like little house kind of when you stay Mm -hmm. there. Like a villa. Yeah, kind of like a villa. It was so freaking beautiful. And we hiked every day. And there was like a hot tub and these restaurants. Mm -hmm. But so they're like, you have to, so this land, land like this, you can't own anymore in Arizona. And it was acquired in the 1700s and it was passed down until they built this resort on it. I know both your dad and your husband were on Zillow while uh, you were there. The entire time. We, I know we did not you, get off Zillow. I know. I, I was like, Jesus Christ, can we look at the, can we look at the views? They're like, I just wonder how much this property is. I'm like, well, you can't buy it. It's like a <laughs> reservation. Like you can't buy this. This yeah. owns, this belongs to people who owned it in the first place. Sorry. Like, so anyways, we did that and it was beautiful. And I met this awesome guy that worked there. His name was Alexander. And he took us, me and my mom to go see a, the, you can see the other side of the Milky Way. So you know how like the Milky Way is like you're looking yeah. through a mirror. He took us down and showed us all of the constellations and we got to see the like you can literally see the swirl 
of the Milky oh Way. God. And he was explaining it all to us. He'd lived there for 10 years and he actually was going to listen to our podcast. He's like loves podcasts and he used to be a YouTuber himself. Well, if you're listening to this, when I go out there, I better find you and you better oh, show me. literally. Like, Alexander, you've got to take care of my girl next time she comes out there because he, I swear to God, that pro- probably other than that That's hike awesome. that Marley gave me, like and being able sky. to see that. Was, it's so clear because so clear. it's so the enchantment resort. The reason why you can't get that property is because it's all a national park now. So you're miles away from really the city of Sedona. It's just like way out west of Sedona. Yeah. And um, this is really cool. I'm not going to say who told me this, but um, Sedona is owned by six people. Six people own everything that's in Sedona. And then I heard this story from somebody who shall not be named. Um, about a, um, there was this like pedophile ring of, for like sex trafficking. And one person who was one of the very wealthy people in Sedona Mm -hmm. house was, um, raided by a SWAT team and they found like things like basements with secret tunnels underneath this house with these like secret rooms that had video cameras all over them. That stream to the black market. How crazy Dude, is the that? National parks, man. That is so crazy. We're gonna have to do on. an entire like series have you ever on seen, that. Sorry, this is so off topic. I know we're probably really rambling here, but um, have you ever seen the map of the underground tunnels and the people reported missing? Yes, that that shit is crazy. It's, National park like tunnels or cave. We've got to do that. It's a cave system. That's yeah, what it is. and then like I can do the murders and you can do like the missing people with the conspiracies. Yeah, that's what we'll do for at some okay. point whenever we run out of shit to talk about um anyways Sedona was amazing it was my favorite the Grand Canyon was breathtaking if you haven't been literally I wish we would be able to go on hikes y'all but then there was a blizzard so we left early I was like I, I didn't pack for a blizzard right. so then we went to Las Vegas for a few days and really just stayed in our room but anyways Las Vegas was awesome I got to go eat at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, but there was just so many people. I was just like freaking out. So we just really stayed away from people and camped out. But I'll go back eventually. It was amazing, though. Um, And one thing before we start the episode is I want to apologize for my last episode. I think I did so terrible, and I'm so, so sorry. She's so hard on herself. No, guys. I literally was like, why would anybody ever listen to this? Like, that was the worst episode I've ever done in my entire life. My portion, not yours. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, well, I fucking came in last on that one. So that's what (laughs) happened. Anyways, the crack was 90, and let's head on with the intro. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. Cheers. Lancha. Health. All right, Morgan, what do you got for us today on this beautiful St. Patrick's Day? What do I have for you? Yes. I have something special for you. I am ready for it. I am going to talk about everything Ireland, all folklores, legends, myths, blah, 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 blah. And guys, if Ireland was a person, Taylor would marry it. I would marry it. She would marry it. I would marry it. No questions about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we're gender fluid over here. I'm going to talk about three things today. Um, the legend of leprechauns, <laughs> fairies or fae, and the folklore of the Irish banshee. I am so excited. This is the best episode ever. Leprechauns, fairies, and banshees. Oh, oh my. <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed. She just picked up what else I was I knew exactly down. what was coming up. <laughs> okay, so my sources are youirish.com. Um, it was funny. Funny <laughs> or my head. Aminoapps.com, vocal media. Irishfolklore.wordpress.com, 
irishpost.com, irelandnow.com, and reddit.com, of course. Of course. So, I cannot express this enough, and I know you know more than me, but these are not just folklore to most people. No, this is legit. People, like, really strongly believe in the existence of fairies and leprechauns and even the banshee spirit. I went to a fairy house. Was it awesome? It was dope. It was, like, this forest. It was in this forest of all these, like, giant trees. It was on our way to the bog, and it was filled with all these houses and these people bring stuff to the fairies to help them grant their wishes. Yeah, Yeah. it was awesome. So first I'm going to start with the legend of the Irish leprechauns. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So the origin of the leprechauns is said that they are actually members of the Tuaha de Danon. I hope I said that right. You did it good. Um, This group is said to be from the other world. Yeah. Which is interesting. Hollow Earth. And Hollow Earth. That (laughs) was in my notes. I was just about to say it. And they actually invaded Ireland. And they're said to be descendants from the people of Neam Head. Hope I said that right as well. And that group was actually the second wave of settlers to arrive. So the other world is what all Irish magical beings are said to come from. And basically, it's an alternative realm parallel to our own, but just beyond earthly existence and in our own temporal sphere. So we can't see them unless we want to see them. Right. Like, they're, like, way more advanced than us. But they're there. Like, they're living the same time we're living. Right. Pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. I wasn't expecting all that. Pretty dope. Pretty, like, lining up with my what I like to talk so about. So pretty much we're Irish. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Basically. So they were said to be a magical race. And after the invasion, they were banished to live underground. So this is where both leprechauns and fairies come from. They are the descendants of this magical race. And they can live up to a couple of hundred years. Leprechauns are devious little shits they're assholes they're literally assholes all they do is just cause trouble they're highly intelligent they're quick-witted and they'll do anything to evade a capture so my dad yeah (laughs) full of shenanigans um they are usually two to three feet tall and they are very well presented with their choice of clothes which is why you see like little suits top hats top hats and Business attire only kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So you'll yeah. never catch a leprechaun in some sweats, bitch. No, not in a Nike <laughs> nope. fit. Not no. even in a pandillenium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And they always have a red beard. Matt Larson, are you a leprechaun? <laughs> I just about spit out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He's too tall. Um, but leprechauns can only be found in Ireland and in very rural areas, and they tend to stay away from highly populated areas. They live in deep underground caves whose entrances usually resemble like small rabbit holes or like a hollow tree trunk, which is what you often see with fairies as well. They are well known for their love of Irish music and dance, and they hold their own music festivals that can last for days. They're experts at playing the tin whistle, the fiddle, the boudron. I don't know how to say it. And Irish heart. Um, (laughs) Because of their love for dancing, they always need new shoes which makes them the only magical creature with a trade, shoemaking. Oh. So if you were to come across a leprechaun, you would hear them before you ever saw them. Okay. So people hear tap, tap, tap out in the Irish countryside. Usually they um, reference that as to shoemaking or they hear music coming from nowhere. And if you look for the noise, it's almost impossible that you'll find anything. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. 
So people go leprechaun hunting, even though it's extremely discouraged. Yeah. And if you were to catch a leprechaun, he'll grant you three wishes for his release. Okay. Same thing as a genie. Um, yeah. Be careful with your wording. Because this man is mischievous. are sneaky. Yep. And you could end off with a lifetime of bad luck. So although it's just a legend... Thanks to some freaky photographic evidence, they may actually exist, and they look terrifying. And you know what they remind me of? What? Dear David. <gasps> Stop. I don't even... Are you telling me Dear David is a fucking leprechaun? I don't know. Is that what you're telling me? Let me find this. Let me find Does he have a bent head? Do the, do the leprechaun footage you have have bent okay, heads? so here are some pictures. That, does, that looks like Dear David. <laughs> Dear David is a leprechaun. I think so, too. So, I mean, you guys know, like, that's not one. But this is, like, an outfit, and I don't know. I mean, like, it's... Seems legit. This looks like a little tree to me, but I don't know. Some people, like, really, really, really believe them, and whatever. I mean, who are we to say that someone's wrong? Who are we to say that a magical world of leprechauns and fairies doesn't exist? Because... I mean, dude, when I was in Ireland, like, I kind of got convinced. Like, I was like, all right. Did you ever run across a leprechaun? I didn't see a leprechaun, and I didn't see a fairy, but it feels different. When when you talk about the fairies, I'll go into detail about the fairies. I had more experience with that. Yeah, so there's actually a descendant. I don't have this in my notes, but I just wanted to um, talk about it real quick. There's a descendant of the leprechauns, and it's the drunken leprechaun. So me. And they go, and they fuck with people who are drunk. (laughs) And then they, like, these people, like, report, like, these experiences, and they're like, dude, like, come on, you were drunk. And he's like, no. So they're, like, evil guys. Like, dr- I forget what they're called. It starts with the C, I think. Like, Chris, Chris or I don't know. I feel like I know. I feel like, um. The drunken leprechaun it is was what they're in, referred to. It was in, um, he was a character in the Luck of the Irish of the Disney movie. <laughs> the basketball movie? Yeah, the basketball movie <laughs> where he turns into a leprechaun, you know? Yeah. There was one of the drunken, mean leprechauns in it. and Yeah, so like there's, in both fairies and leprechauns, there's, there's good and there's evil. Irish people are like shitting their pants right now. They're like, please stop talking, you dumb masses. Yeah, we're so sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. Before we get started, but hey, at least we're not dragging on you right now. Like, you know, yeah, we kind of just like ripped England's ass apart right before this. Yeah, we would never do that to Ireland. No, I wouldn't allow it. I would slit not somebody's throat. So... <laughs> Hey, English, British listeners, don't hate us. We're just joking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Royal family's going to come kill us all. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I think it looks like Dear Freaking David. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Go check it out, too. That one is awesome. So fairies. Fairies tie in with leprechauns. And, you know, I'm going to pause here. I love legends and myths like mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Loch Ness Monster. No, no, no. The Yeti, mermaids. Like, that shit's gotta be real. That's gotta be real. Where did they come up with this? Like, where did they come up with, oh, I'm gonna make up this little, like, Irish guy who looks just like this. Right. I'm gonna come up with this half fish, half human. This little mini thing with wings that's a human. And Bigfoot. Like, have you seen so many sightings of Bigfoot? Anyway, I'm gonna do a whole spiel about that, but... We'll do cryptids one day. It's really not day. like a conspiracy theory or paranormal. So I don't, we don't really talk it's, about it much, yes. but it's a holiday. Yeah, it's, it's a holiday, but also like cryptids are like conspiracy and paranormal. Hmm. They're a little bit of both. Because they're not human. Right. They're, yeah, it's just like beyond Supernatural. Us. So yeah, That's supernatural. That's, supernatural. Should we change that in our logo? No. 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 <laughs> okay, so the fairy origin story comes from the ancient times as well. The old gods of Ireland, the invaders, 
the Tuatha Dé Danann or whatever, however you pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Um, they actually believe that these fairies are the diminished spirits from the Tuatha. Okay. So once they were banished to the underground, they they're still living. So right. like some people, like the leprechauns, like their descendants, but the fairies, they could be them themselves. Right. I'm guessing. So. I mean, I'm here for it. Fairies, more specifically, Irish fairies are like tiny human beings. And they aren't your typical Tinkerbell, harmless creature. They look just like us. Right. And those who believe in fairies state that they exist on a different plane or a different dimension, which is why they can conceal themselves from us. So same thing with what I was saying earlier. So we see them as these tiny little humans, but in their realm, so there is a fairy realm, they're just like us, and they live like us too. Athletics, housing, society in general. Right. They like to dance, play music, games, not, it wasn't called soccer, whatever, football. Football. <laughs> Sorry. Football. Not soccer. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Literally, these Europeans are going to come slit our throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love gold and anything shiny or pretty. And as a matter of a fact, if objects tend to go missing from your house and never to be found, if it's shiny or pretty, it's probably the doing of a fairy. Fairy did it. So a ring of mushrooms in a dark grass cleared area usually marks a place where fairies are to gather. Um, They often have tiny homes in trees. And again, I know this sounds crazy, but people really are like 100%. Yeah, dude, this shit's real. Like you were saying. Are you pulling up a picture right now? Yeah, I'm trying to find the the fairy garden I was in. Okay, I'll keep talking to you. Yeah, keep going. Um, People who are spiritual or witchy are really into this. And they tend to leave offerings for fairies. I don't know if you Dope. have seen, but I have seen all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. Stuff fairy about fairies. offerings mm-hmm. or fae offerings. So a lot of the times fairies are um, referred to as fays. F-A-E-S. Mm-hmm. But you have to be careful while giving an offering. They are also tricksters and they love fucking with people. Yep. If they don't get their appreciation and their ingratitude. Yeah. So you always have to thank them for the good deeds that they've done. And like Taylor says, like you, you give these offerings and hope for like a wish to come true or to grant these wishes. And once they're done, if you do it wrong, it'll come back to bite you. And if you were to offend a fairy, they can cause misfortune on a person or curse a family. So they often lean towards females, especially young female children. Right. Which is very cool. Because <laughs> I'm um, a female. And I love fairies. And I love fairies. <laughs> so people sometimes make a fairy box. Um, they place it in an area where they think they're, where they're being like active. Or um, families in Ireland, like if they have stuff going missing, they'll place a fairy box right where that object was mm-hmm. in hopes that like... The that nice fairy will return it. Will return it. So this is in order to do an offering, and you're actually supposed to draw a, I know you'll know this word, a sigil. Sigil? S-I-G-I-L. Is that the, like, um, the sign for the fairies? I think, is that how you pronounce it? Do you know a sigil? I, I don't know if that's the way you pronounce it, it, but I know what it's talking about. And, and you do it to protect you from an evil fae. Right. So the box can have leaves, pine cones, crystals, and plants. People often add essential oils and a nightlight. 
as a fake candle. So they place this fake candle by the box and that's mm-hmm. basically like, okay, you, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, a sign or whatever right. it's called. Like lights on, you can come in, inviting them in. That's basically what they're doing. And you have to have a candle though. Apparently the whole offering doesn't work if there's not a candle. Because it can't see. Just can't see. So people write letters on leaves and um, they'll like place them by the window and the breeze will take them. Take the letters to their fairies. And again, be respectful, of course. Right. Those who do offerings usually make protection charms with wart, sea salt, lemon zest, rosemary, eggshells, and an iron nail. Iron is a very common with counter magic and protection, and evil fae do not dig it. They see it as an abomination. Right. So when you enter a fairy realm... So people say that they've entered these fairy realms. And basically, it's like this um, portal through mm-hmm. this, like, tree. And once you get in there, like, you're, like, the size of the fairies, I guess. Like, everything's, like, Dope. Normal. Yeah. And they said to, like, leave iron at the door because if you go in there and somebody shuts the door, you can't get back out. Right. And their time is, like, totally different. I think it was, like, one night um, – one night staying in the fairy realm is like the equivalent to like seven days in our time. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like, that's but like crazy. they take you to like party and stuff. Like, that's right? What people, very spiritual people think if they've had an encounter with a fae. Right. So pretty freaking. That's cool. cool. I found the I found the pictures okay, of the yeah, fairy let's force, talk about it. which I'm gonna post some of these on our story or on a post on. I'll do like a St. Patty's Day post, and I'll do like a few pictures of Ireland when I was there. Um, But basically, so this is the beginning of the fairy forest, and it's a sign that says, life is a fairy tale, but to see it, you must open your eyes. And that's the first sign you see when you walk into the fairy forest. No, it literally looks like a a fairy forest. It's so cool. And then there was like all these different signs like telling you- What's that say? This one says, fairies fly under goblins, go over. So basically, like when you're walking in here, you're getting like all of the lore of like- how you enter a fairy's world and what it looks like. And mm-hmm. basically all of these trees, there's like a hundred different trees. I'm going to go through them and um, they're all dedicated to different types of fairies. So the farm fairy has a house. The tooth fairy has a house. Um, which one is this? The fashion fairy, um, the train fairy, and then what is this one? The nighttime fairy. That's so cool. The dream fairy. And it just goes on is and that on. the firefighter? This is the <laughs> Christmas fairy. Oh, the Christmas fairy. <laughs> but they all have their own houses. And these people that own this farm go in and they make offerings to the fairies. And yeah. it's so cool. When we went in there, they were like explaining all of them to us and what they do. I think it's like the beginning of every month they go in and they offer fairies um, – their fairies like their little offering thingies and like gold and milk yeah like milk oh and this is on a milk farm this was a dairy farm okay and that we were at and we like made our own butter and our own bread and shit it was the coolest stuff ever Uh, yes i milked a cow and there was all these herd dogs and we got to go like hug on them and spend time with them yeah they were so cute that's so freaking cool yeah okay now you can keep going so yes there's evil fae the most intimidating fairy of all can you take a guess? No, I'm scared. Is it the Tooth Fairy? Oh, it's the 
Fibonacci. She's oh. a fairy. <laughs> She's a freaking fairy. Tooth Fairy's like, actually, I'm the most famous. I am <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Fairies, the Tooth Fairy is listening to us right now and is like, fuck you. I gave that bitch sparkle kisses forever. And this bitch wants to get you on here and talk how much money about- I lost on that girl? <laughs> like, how the fuck did she get that much money in the beginning? Is it all the offerings from the Irish people and they just bring it over to the American kids? Like, what is I that? Guess. Like, what was the logic behind that, Lord? Does anybody know? No, I don't know. Maybe we should dig into it one time. Maybe one day. All right, keep going. Tell okay. me about the banshee. So the Irish banshee, she is a creature, fairy, spirit, and she's said to be the harbinger of death and doom. Oh. She's also known as the hag of the mist. They they really like to use the word hag. Yeah, all lores do. How cool. Like, well, because um, old hag is... Uh, in your sleep, like in the spirit world, is the um cat figure when you're in sleep paralysis that pushes down on your chest. That's called the old hag, and it's a oh, you're gonna have sleep paralysis tonight. I've had an experience with the old hag quite a few times. Yeah, you have. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, she goes by the hag of the mist, the little washerwoman, and the hag of the blackhead. Right. She's a witch-like fairy. And if you have ever spotted her or heard her, you might as well tell your loved ones how much they mean because someone is bound to end up dead. Sorry to be blunt. It's just the truth. Yeah. Okay, pause. Taylor and I just decided to add two more shots of uh, Jameson whiskey into our Luck of the Irish drinks. And um, that's all I have to say about that. So stay tuned. I think back we're going to have to go get a little bit more pineapple juice. Back back to the banshee. No pineapple. Back right. to the banshee. Um, she is a spirit linked, in, linked to the realm of the dead. And she has a horrible shrieking, wailing sound Ugh. that is said to be loud enough to shatter glass. Ew. She appears in three forms. A young maiden, a full-figured matron, and an old wretch. She is always in a gray cloak, no matter her form. With red eyes and silver hair. Okay, so is this just the old woman from, the stepmother from uh, Snow White? That's what I was, she just reminded me of the. In the middle of the, I mean, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Because she can can come in different forms, right? Right. Okay, so the, maybe. Disney, do you Did we just do something? Disney, do you have something to tell us? I think they do. I think they do. I think so. So. Back to the story. Sorry, everybody. That shot is here. (laughs) (laughs) The tale is she is a predictor of death and would appear before someone died. Unless you are a member of one of the five Irish families, you're often in the clear unless you have ties to them. These families are... I don't have the... I mean, I can say them American. I'm going to say them American. Okay. Americanly. Americanly. The O'Neills, the O'Connors, the O'Grady's, the Kavanaugh's, and the O'Brien's. Nikki! Dude, if you're listening to this, you're so fucked. She's like five episodes behind. She'll catch up soon. Dude. But Nikki? She's fucked. Nikki? Nikki, you ever hear a scream? Run, bitch. You better run and you better tell me to lock my doors. Don't call me. Don't call me. I don't want them to know that we're friends. <laughs> so there's actually more than one banshee, and usually there's each to one family, so probably around five. And even if you're not on Irish soil, the banshees follow the family members across seas. Oh. Her whales have been reported in America and in England. Nikki. 
Nikki. Nikki. Run, bitch. Run, bitch, run. <laughs> run, Forrest. <laughs> when a member of the beloved family is dying, the Banshee often paces around the family's property at night wailing. Um, the legend is she was either a member of the family or she lost a loved one in that family. And her wails and her screams and the bloodshot eyes are actually because she's been stuck crying all of her eternity, even on the she, other side. No, that is the worst. So hell. it's not her screaming. It's her, it's her like screaming in pain, like crying. Like it hurts to cry. Yeah. Oh no. So I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. Nikki, just, too. just tell her it's okay. I do too. So I want to talk about a few people who believe that they um, have encountered this the banshee. banshee. The banshee. The banshee. Um, Reddit user Zealous Ideal believed that he met a banshee on the thread Skinwalkers, and he posted this a month ago. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Okay, I'm excited. So him and his brother set out for a jog in the middle of nowhere, Ireland, he said. Uh, he had asthma, and he needed to take breaks, so he was behind his brother for most of the jog. Once he, like, knelt down, you know how, oh, my God, if I'm running with my mom, I'm like, I need to take a break. Because my mom's like a fitness freak. Yeah, I don't run. So, so he, like, crouched down and he noticed this bone comb on an oak tree. And he um, reached out to touch it to see what it was when he heard a blood-curdling scream from no. behind him. <gasps> apparently, I didn't know a bone comb even existed. But apparently, you are not supposed to touch this as you'll die in the near future. But you'll have great hair for eternity. Mm, those so, are some good so, odds. Okay, so like this is what I was kind of thinking about this. If I was like dying, like I'm on my deathbed. I know I'm going to die. I'm going to be like, give me the bone comb. Bone comb. Because when I'm in heaven or, or hell. Or hell, wherever. Wherever I end up, I want to have great freaking hair. Okay, so I'm really wondering if reincarnation's real. Then these bitches with good hair. They touched the bone comb. You touched it, didn't you? You mother. You fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So he hears a scream from behind him. And he looks behind him and he sees nothing. So he, can. oh, he said he looked around the trunk. He's like, I checked everywhere. I didn't see anything. So he Is his brother still running? Oh, he, well, he, he had asthma. So he needed to take breaks <laughs> in between the run. His brother's like this fitness freak, you know? Oh, God. So he continues on his jog. And he, this entire time, he couldn't stop feeling this overwhelming dread. Ew. For like 30 minutes. So after these 30 more minutes of jogging, he sees his brother jogging towards him. And his brother's like hey, I'm going to go around this corner and head that way. And at that point, he was kind of like, you know, fuck this. So right. he turned and he started walking back to the car. <laughs> Once his brother was out of view, he felt like he was being watched. No. A few minutes later, he like jerked behind him and two meters away, he saw a small old Irish woman with gray hair and a blank expression. <gasps> He said she slowly opened her mouth and let out a wailing scream. I have chills all over my he body He started right now. sprinting faster than he ever thought he could for about five minutes straight. I don't have asthma anymore. Right. Mind over matter, baby. <laughs> right. About five minutes straight until he met up with his brother. Um, further in the comments on his posts, basically he was posting this like, I don't know what I saw. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is. But um, he said the woman... In one of the comments, he said the woman was about two meters behind him, but she was standing stationary, but it was like she was screaming right, like he was looking at her. In his ears. But it was like she was right behind his shoulder screaming in his ear. 
Oh my like he God. felt a presence right behind his head. Stop. So then people are commenting like, did you, like, this sounds like a banshee sighting. Did you experience any death? Or he, and he was basically like, you know, like COVID is like really bad where I'm from right now. Like it's right. really bad. And I, I've lost a, a good, quite, quite a few bit of people that I know from COVID. Oh no. So I, I, I am confirming banshee sighting. Yeah. That happened. That confirmed. Confirmed. That it, I mean, it happened. So another user um, recalls hearing a banshee sound. Reddit user Rich is disturbed on the paranormal thread. To set the story, he lives with his sister and her boyfriend on the south coast of Ireland. Um, a week prior to the main story, him and his sister were outside around 1.30 in the morning when they heard a terrible scream coming from a few fields away. So it wasn't really near them. They didn't tell her boyfriend because he didn't really believe in that and he would have like played it off like that's a fox screech right. or you know, whatever. Well, the next night, he came home from work saying how he saw a lady in their field with the mouth open screaming at him. Ever since then, every night at 2 a.m., all three of them hear screams. And if they stay up later, it progresses from screams to knocking, to knocking on his window, to knocking on his sister's window, no. to knocking on the front door. No, Benadryl every night, three of them at moving. 9 p.m., moving out of there. Never coming back. <laughs> Never going back. Ever. Um, he had a flight to catch early one night, so or early in the morning. So he wasn't going to get any sleep that night. He stayed up and he heard the screaming all night and he actually captured it on video. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Um, don't play it for okay, me. Okay, I will. Basically, his point to the thread was, what the hell is this? And after users started replying, um, you know, Banshee, Banshee, same thing as the last story, and asked if anyone died, he said there was a couple passings of people he knew after he got back from his trip. <gasps> Not, I'm sorry, not a couple of passings. It was a couple. Oh. Like a, a like couple a friend. Passed. Yes, yes. Okay. Like you and Logan to me. Oh, sh- shut well, up. I'm just trying to put it in reference because I don't think really going to stand outside my fucking window tonight. So the best part is that one user, um, Super Positino, whatever, commented back to him and she was like kind of telling her own story. And she lives in Ireland with her mother and comes from a very old Irish family going back centuries. Hopefully not the O'Briens. Um, they often get visited by paranormal spirits in numerous ways, but one of those spirits is a banshee. Her father was visited by one the night her uncle died, and it's visited her mother, too, quite a few times. So in the middle of the night, it started screaming at the top of the stairs towards her mother's bedroom. Shut her mom, up. Her mom was sleeping. Her father was downstairs, and he got up to check, and he noticed that their bedroom door was like ajar. So he went up the stairs, and he caught a glimpse of a woman with silver ha- silver hair almost like floating away. No. That morning, his wife and the Reddit user's, user's mother got a phone call that her father had died. Shut up. She said it visited her mother quite a few times. Um, January of 2019, her mom was walking her dog, and a scream came from nearby. Her mom took off running, immediately knowing what it was. And the next day, both a close friend and a neighbor dropped dead with no sickness. Stop. She said she's always been skeptical, even her mother and her father. And, you know, they make jokes about paranormal and supernatural. But if somebody mentions the banshee to them, it sends chills up their spine. I mean, yeah, me too now. Jesus Christ. And that is my segment on Irish myths and folklore. Seems like such a fun place. I'd love to live there with you when you retire. Yes. Um, Come along. When you guys drink your Guinnesses, 
on Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yesterday. I hope you were thinking of the fairies and the leprechauns and the banshee. Yes. And that's all I have. Morgan, I fucking loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. So it's pretty cool. There's something that we don't usually do shit like that. No, we don't no- normally so, do Lauren stuff. So that was awesome. That was fun. I'll do it again. Oh my God. You better do it again because that was my favorite yet. But it's also because it's my favorite place on planet Earth. Right. Yeah. I knew I knew you'd like it. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate it. Yes. I love it. What do you have? So, guys. Keep up the spirit. It's the luck of the Irish. Today, my story is dedicated to one of my very, very good friends who is literally Irish as hell. His name is Matt McLaughlin. And I met him when we were in college. And we have been friend, best friends ever since. Love him to death. He came to our wedding. He was so awesome at the wedding. He walks around with a thing of whiskey. And it was just the best thing ever. So, Matt, thank you so much for listening to this. I texted him today and told him that he has to look out for the story that I have just for him because this is my favorite murder of all time. And I heard about it over a year ago. And when I heard about it, I was walking through Fresh Market and I couldn't stop listening to this episode and in Fresh Market, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I and get home. You ran home. I and ran home. Sat me down for an hour. And I was like, y'all have to hear this story. This is fucking crazy. So this is the story of Michael Malloy, aka Mike the Durable, aka Iron Mike. I love our AKA. I know. And this goes out to my friend, Matt McLaughlin. So Matt, this is for you. Um, my sources are Wikipedia, Smithsonian Magazine, Irish Central, um, DrinkingCup.net, FindAgrave, AmusingPlanet.com. And um, so, like I said, I listened to this on a podcast over a year ago, and I heard it on, and that's why we drink podcast. It was like episode nine. It was so early, like when Christine... Well, I I, I, remember, I don't even know how I got to it. Like, yeah. they didn't even do it on St. Patty's Day, so I don't even know how I got to it. But anyways, um, this is the story of Michael Malloy. I'm so excited for them to hear this. If you guys don't know this, you're going to love this it. This is the best story ever of all time. All right, so let me get a swig of my Luck of the Irish to oh, get me through this. Holy heck. We, we are not Iron Ooh. Mike. No, we're, we're not really Iron Mike. We're not, so let's just remember that. Let's just remember it. we have about... 20, 30 minutes. (laughs) We're going to pass out. Okay, guys. So Michael Malloy was a 60-year-old ex-fireman from County Donegal, Ireland. He moved to New York in his late 30s. Mike was homeless and unemployed, making a coin here and there by sweeping streets and alleys or taking out trash. American dream. (laughs) Right. But instead of being paid with money, he was happier being paid with booze. Me. So, (laughs) exactly. He had no family, no home, no job, and really no confirmed birth date. Only thing we know is that he looked around 60 years old. Okay. So, um, one thing was for sure about him. Every single day without fail, you could find him at all times of the day, drunk off of his ass in a speakeasy that was owned by a 27-year-old man named Tony Marino. In July of 1932, at Marino's Speakeasy, he and his two best friends, Undertaker Francis Pasqua, age 24, and grocer Daniel, I always mess up his last name, Kreisberg. Kreisberg? Kre- We're going to go with Kreisberg. Oh, sorry. Um, I'll try better next time. So, 
shit out of us. Sorry, Marley. Um, age 29. We need to get like merch that says sorry, Marley on it. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. So we're sitting, they're sitting around drinking when Marino comes in and tells his best friends that he's probably going to have to close his speakeasy soon if he doesn't figure out another way to make some cash. And about this time, like clockwork, Michael Malloy comes in the door and a light bulb goes off in Francis Pasqua's head. Since Mike was homeless and unemployed, he had an extremely high tab at the bar that was unpaid. So Pasqua thought, how about we take out a life insurance policy on Mike? Because at the rate that he's going, he's going to die at any second. So why don't we just cash out on his alcoholic ass and make it since he owes us so much and it'll be like the payback. Mm-hmm. So Tony Marino knew this plan would work because a year before, Marino had convinced a homeless woman named Maybell Carlson that he had befriended to take out a $2,000 life insurance policy with he with him as the beneficiary. A week later, uh, the temperatures in New York had dropped below freezing, so Marino forced Maybell to drink all this type of alcohol until she passed out. He took all of her clothes off, poured ice water on top of her, all on her sheets and her mattress, and left her out in the cold to die. To freeze to death. Yes. Oh so, Wait, needless to year? say, what's the year of this, this is 1932. So, okay. it's like at the very end of Prohibition, um, and like we're still having problems with the Great Depression, all right? Okay. So, things are closing left and right. So um, she froze to death, and the next morning he called an ambulance for They determined that her cause of death was pneumonia, and he got all of the money from her life insurance policy. Francis agreed to help and do all of the legwork to obtain the life insurance policy as long as he got a good cut, and Daniel also agreed to help because he was a grocer and a father of three, and he desperately needed the money for his family. So the next day, Francis made up the name Nicholas Melroy. And the reason for this fake name is because when they killed Michael Malloy, since he had no job, no family, no friends, and really no records other than the fact that he was at Tony's speakeasy every day, all the men in the bar would claim that he was a really good friend of theirs and that his name was Nicholas. So Francis then play- paid his friend, f- whose name is John Red Murphy, he goes by Red, who looked very similar to Michael Malloy, to go into the meetings with him at all of different places and get some like quotes on some life insurance policies, claiming that he was Nicholas Melroy. In total, they got $3,576 worth of life insurance policies for Nicholas Melroy, and today that would be $54,000. So the group that was planning this elaborate murder to save their friend's bar by killing Michael Malloy began to grow and later was pegged the name the Murder Trust. So we originally started off with the three men, okay? Tony, uh, I about said Tony Maloney, sorry. Tony Maloney. Tony Marino, Francis Pasqua, Daniel Kreisberg, and they ended up adding a few people, like I said, it had grown to their little gang. So we have John McNally, Edward Tenier Smith, Tenier because he had a fake ear, so they called him Tenier. Um, tough Tony Bastone, which I don't want to fuck with him. I'll tell you that. That's scary. Tough Tony. (laughs) No. Oh, no. And, uh, Joseph Red Murphy. Red. And, um, John Mag... Magloney? Maglone? I don't don't know how to say it. It's Magloney. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. So they added all these people to this group. 
So one night in December of 1932, all of the men got together and decided that tonight was the night and they were going to plan how they were going to murder Mike. And what they decided is that they were going to have him drink himself to death. Yeah. Right. So as he did every night, classic alcoholic move, um, Michael Malloy walks into the bar where Tony greeted him with great news. He was giving him an open-ended tab for his loyalty to the bar. Michael was filled with excitement and happiness, and he was talking all night to his fellow regulars at the bar. All these guys? All these guys. And witnesses are like, he drank on and on to the point that Tony's, the owner's arm, not tough Tony, don't get them confused. Not tough uh, Tony. Regular Tony. His arm went numb from feeling shot after shot. So they're like, this was crazy. They've never seen anybody drink like this. After hours and hours of consuming an insane amount of whiskey and gin that would definitely kill anybody from alcohol poisoning, the men in the bar stood in awe at Michael Malloy as he wiped his mouth with his sleeve, thanked Tony Marino. I don't know why I just brain farted, you know, regular Tony for his kindness and said that he would be back soon and walked out of the bar. No, no. They're shit. like, what the hell did oh we just God. witness? Like, this man just drank more than what his life insurance policies were. Exactly. We, we lost and, money. And, and he's out walking out the bar. Exactly. And not even 24 hours later, Michael Malloy returned to the speakeasy for the next three days in a row in the same exact thing happened they kept giving him open tap yeah and he just wasn't ever passing out like he just wasn't he was just walking out just fine so these men are like okay alcohol poisoning isn't working choking on vomit isn't working falling and smacking his head and dying is off the table obviously so we need a plan we need another plan this one's not working so tough tony's like losing his shit tough tony's like if I have to sit here another night and listen to this motherfucker talk, I'm going to shoot him in the head. And so Red, you know, Joseph Murphy, he's like, no, no, we got to make it subtle. You know, we can't go crazy or we won't get the money. Calm it down, right. tough, tough Tony. Tough Tony, like Let put it, your steroids away. Let's just calm it down. Chill it out. So he talks him down. He's like, I've got a better idea. Let's do the whole open-ended tab again. But this time, little by little, let's switch his regular whiskey and gin and add wood alcohol, a.k.a. pure methanol, a.k.a. antifreeze. Oh, my God. So, and, you know, they're just like, yeah, you know, that's a great idea. Let's do that because that'll definitely come because at this time, Pete, like, person after person was dying. Like, I think it's a, like, 55,000 people in the U.S. had died from tainted alcohol that was mixed with wood alcohol. because from the prohibition. Mm-hmm, because just 4% of wood alcohol in a drink would cause you to go blind. 4%. Oh, oh my God. So, Tony, He's you know, regular shots, Tony. Shots, isn't he? Regular Tony is like, that is the best plan I've ever heard in my entire life. Red, go to the paint shop, buy a few cans of wood alcohol and bring it back here. So, per usual... Michael Malloy showed up that night and got to drinking as usual. He's got his whiskey. He's got his gin. So Tony poured whiskey after whiskey until Mike got a little loose. And they were like, okay, he's not going to notice now. So little by little, they made the switch. 
Shot after shot, the men watched in disbelief as Michael Malloy showed no symptoms and continued to ask for more and more. Oh my God. He had no idea, dude. He was just drinking straight up wood alcohol. Like, just straight up. So, this oh, happened night after night. This went on for nights, okay? And they added more and more and more to this deadly cocktail. I'm talking turpentine, horse. I can't say this word, liniments, liniments, um, and rat poison to his, to his drink. And yet still, Michael Malloy is unfazed. This man is from the hollow. (laughs) So until one night, it seemed to be a normal night of trying to kill Iron Mike. When the men are just like sitting there whispering to each other in disbelief of what's going on, and they hear a loud thud. So they turn around. Michael Malloy had fallen off of his bar stool and was laying on the floor. The men rushed to him, staring down at his seemingly lifeless body. When Francis Pasquale kneels down beside him to feel his neck for a pulse and listen to his slow, labored breathing. Finally, they heard a long, jagged breath. The death rattle. And then... They stand up. They're looking at each other, smiling like, hell yeah. We did it. We did it. And Michael Molloy rolls over on his side and starts snoring. He just fell asleep. He was taking a little nap. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> a few hours later, Michael Molloy woke up from his nap, walked over to the bar, rubbed his eyes, and said, give me another of the old regular lad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tough Tony is like ripping his hair out. He's Tough going ballistic. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, he's like, I want out of this uh-uh. shit. I'm done. He's like going ballistic. He's like, I'm going to shoot him in the head. And Pasquale's like, no, 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 no. We've got to keep this low key. Like, what's so sad is that Mike is like coming into this bar every single night. He thinks he has like the best friends of the world. He's from right. a whole entire different country, came to the US. He's like, didn't know anyone. And, these They're assholes are killing, killing him. him. And he's like, this is these are the best people. America. Bro. This is the dream. This is, this the, is the dream. dream. Job or not. <laughs> house or not. Him. This is the American dream. And they're poisoning him. Oh assholes. So, like I said, Tough Tony's losing his damn mind. Pasquale's like, no, we're not shooting him. We're keeping this low key. So, how about instead of poisoning his drink how about we just poison his food so they're like if we know one thing about this dude he's from ireland and if we know a second thing it's that he loves any type of seafood so they're like specifically he loves oysters he talks about it all the damn time tough tony over here is like i know everything about this guy what are you guys talking about what do you what do you need to know because what do you need I to know every single <laughs> they're like i'm waiting for this dude to drop dead what are you talking about so he's, they're like, okay, he loves oysters. Let's soak oysters in pure methanol for an entire week and then serve Ugh. them to Michael Malloy. These people are fucked up. I know. So as planned, Mike Malloy waltzes into the bar and they're like, yo, Mike, what's going on, baby? What's going on? What's poppin', it was popping, Mike. We got your favorite. It's oysters. Hey, guess what, Mike? Three weeks later, open tab. Man. Open tab. Thanks for being a great customer. He's like, God, this is the best. <laughs> I love this place. <laughs> so they serve him the oysters and he eats them one by one, leans back in his chair, finishes his glass of straight wood alcohol, 
and lets out a gigantic burp. (laughs) (laughs) And tough Tony's like, Jesus Christ. So he's like, where's my gun? He's slamming fists on the table. He's done. So Red Murphy's like, all right, we've got to stop with the whole poison thing. Like, it's obviously not working. Something is in his genes that is just like literally made out of like, I'm a god. This is like you can't touch me. This is crazy. I'm they're like, Zeus. like if I know one thing about Irishmen, it's that they can I'm drink straight poison. Yeah, I'm a god of Irish. <laughs> so they're like Tony is not Tony. <laughs> Michael Malloy is the leprechaun. I'm the drunken leprechaun. Yeah, he's a drunken leprechaun. So Red Murphy, he's like, we gotta quit with this poison. It's not working. Let's switch to shrapnel. And rotten sardine sandwiches. So, hoping that the metal would rip him apart from the inside. Cool. They serve this shrapnel, week-old sardine sandwich to Michael Malloy. He eats it, and he's like, God, that was great. Can I have another one? (laughs) So, now it's like the end of January 1933. Tony, Francis, and Daniel call an emergency meeting from all of the members of this gang because they obviously need some fresh They're ideas. Doing a lot for about 800 apiece. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm like, at this point, is it even worth it? Like, if you're, you're like, like, M in the episode that, uh, and That's Why We Drink did, M's like, I mean, at this point, if you have a second chance to not murder somebody, like, just take it. Right. Like, this is your shot. To right. get out. Like, God's giving you a get out of free, get out of jail free card right now. Like, right. and the bar owner is probably like, fuck me, dude. I've he's lost like, so much money. Yeah. He's like, I've, I'm like losing more money. Like, this is just going to cover his tab that he's got. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we need some fresh ideas. And they decide to do the same to Michael Malloy that Tony Marino had done to Maybell Carlson. So. The reason why they decided this is because this was going to be the coldest night in New York in at the end of January. So it was going to be negative negative. I'm sorry I don't know what happened. Jameson I was loading. Speaking. Yeah. So uh it was going to be negative 14 degrees Fahrenheit in New York that day. Yeah, that'll really freeze. You that that'll do it. Off. So like clockwork, Michael Malloy walks into the bar, drinks and drinks and drinks until he passes out. Tony Marino and Francis Pasqua throw Mike into the back of their car, drive him to a park. They drag Michael Malloy's drunk ass, drunk passed out ass, through feet of snow, like so much snow, lay him on a park bench, dump five gallons of ice water on him, and the next morning, Tony Marino walks into his bar to find Michael Malloy sitting in the basement, alive, just complaining of a wee chill. A wee wee chill. chill. He hiked a mile in like feet of snow back to the bar and snuck into the basement overnight. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. No no clothes on either. They took his clothes off. (laughs) Oh my God. They're like, Jesus Christ, Mike. How did this guy die? We're getting there. Natural causes. No, no, no. Liver (laughs) failure. I don't even think his liver would fail at this point. I mean, I I don't think the man has a liver. I think that this. Or he has. 50 livers. Or like 30, yeah, like 30,000 different organs in his body that we just don't have. So John McNally is like, okay, I'm just going to run him over with my car. 
Is everybody okay with that? Like, are we are we good with that? Can we all be on the same page about this? And Ten Ear Smith is like, mm, yeah, I don't know that that's this is a good idea, yeah, guys. I lost my ear by the car. Right? Like, He's like, just... man, that's kind of like a little too close to home. <laughs> and they're all like, at this point, what the hell? Just try it. I mean, hell, it's probably not going to work at this point. We've tried everything. Right. And so the group recruited another member named uh, Hershey Harry Smith. He was a taxi driver, and they offered him $150 to hit Michael Malloy with his car. (laughs) So the men piled into Hershey Green's taxi with Michael Malloy, drunk as usual, passed out in their laps, drove a few blocks away, and stopped. Tough Tony... John the Magaloni, Magaloni, John M. John M. There's a bunch of John M's and Joseph M's. So just not to be just not to be confused, the one that I can't pronounce his name. Um, they drug Mike Malloy down the road, stood him upright, and Green began driving 50 miles per hour towards Mike when Mike all of a sudden came to his senses and jumped out of the way of the car. Oh. Not once. But twice. So on the third try, they're like, I mean, at this point, go for it, dude. Like, go as fast as this bitch can take us. Right. I'm talking like wheels falling off type shit. And so on the third try, Hershey Green revs up his engine and went full force ahead to hit Michael Malloy. He hits them head on. When the men stop the car, they see Michael Malloy's lifeless body laying behind them. And for good measure, Green decides to back over him. Backs the car up, runs over him, goes forward, leaves. There was no doubt in their mind that Iron Mike was finally dead. So they left the scene and went home for the night. For days, the men called hospital after hospital, morgue after morgue, looking for their brother, Nicholas Melroy. However, there was no information about his whereabouts and there were no reports of a fatal accident in any newspapers. So five days later, all of the men are gathered in Marino's bar trying to make a plan to find a new Nicholas Melroy. So a.k.a. another nameless drunk, basically. When the door swung open and in walks, or should I say limps, Iron Mike. <laughs> oh my God. So he never died. So happy to see his best bu- buddies. He's probably like, you guys won't believe what I went <laughs> He's through. Like, Dude. So he walks in the bar and this is what he says. I am sure dying for a drink and I've got a story to tell you. Oh, and so they're like, Mike, what, 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 what happened, Mike? What is it? And he says that he recalls, all he can recall is the taste of whiskey, the cold slap of night air, the glare of rushing lights, and then blackness. Next thing he knew, he woke up in a warm bed in a hospital, and all he could think about was getting back to the bar. Oh my God, (laughs) they better have left that guy alone. On February 22nd, 1933, the men waited for Michael Malloy to pass out at the bar. They carried his body to Red Murphy's room. They put a hose down his throat that was connected to a gas lantern. They turned it on, and this is when they finally killed Michael Malloy. Oh, my God. I hate this game. Frank Manzella, Dr. Frank Manzella, he was a friend of Francis Pan- uh, 
Pasqua, I can't even say his name anymore, signed the death certificate saying that Michael Malloy died of lobar pneumonia and he was quickly buried. The gang received only received only $800 of the life insurance policy because they were unable to, the life insurance policy company was unable to see the body. Because so what, like 50 bucks a year? <laughs> so because of the men acting so suspicious, Metropolitan Life Insurance Company reported this to the police. But the police were already on it after hearing the legend of Mike the Durable in all of the speakies across New York. Oh, all of the men in the murder trust gang were tried and convicted of first-degree murder and sent to the electric chair, killing them one by one on the first try. And that is the story of how it took an entire gang of men seven months to murder Irish man Iron Mike. Oh, my God. You know Iron Mike would have sat in that electrical chair. He would have been like, hit me again. This shit's <laughs> That feels great. Pour it up and hit me again. I love electric and alcohol together, man. So crazy. That's crazy. I love that story. That is the best so story much. ever. So then I was like, okay, I need to look up like – what the hell? Like, how did he survive that? So basically, what it says on here. It, it, does it convert it to something else? So basically, because of the amount of alcohol that had to have been in his blood, because he had been drinking his entire life all day, yeah. every day, it basically cancels out poison. So basically, uh, if you don't want to get poisoned, be an alcoholic. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever seen, uh, like, there's actually a thing where, like, it, it converts alcohol to... Um, I don't know, some type of chemical that your body needs. So, like, anytime you drink, it's really good for you. Like, there is, like, a, a disease like that. Or really? Not a disease, honestly. A disease. Like a blessing. Sounds like a disease. Sounds like the me. best thing to ever happen I to me. I love that story. I wish I was friends with Iron Mike. I wish I was at that bar with him because I would have been like, dude, these guys are poisoning you. Let's go find a new bar. He's probably like, no, no, these dudes are my best friends. Are what my, are you talking about? These are my pals. These are my homies. These are my American people. Jameson talking. <laughs> Jameson is here. So we're going to finish our drinks because we got about a half of this entire thing. My ears are burning. And we'll come back and do our TFUs. Ad time. Oh, ad time before that. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. The thing that I hate every morning is doing my mascara. I can live without foundation and lipstick. Thank you, Mask, for that. But when I don't have anything on my lashes, I look dead. The thing that makes my morning smoother and my routine faster is having my lash extensions done. Getting them done is no burden, as it is the true beauty sleep that when you wake up from your nap, you feel like a million bucks and hotter than Kim K herself. That's my girl. Lash extensions are new to Knoxville, but not new to the beauty world. Asia K Salon has been in business over eight plus years with nine plus advanced lash courses allowing them to give you the ultimate best lash experience possible. And let me tell you, their lash beds are comfortable. If you mention our names and that you heard us talk about them on our most recent podcast, when you make your next appointment, you will receive 44% off. You can find them on Facebook and on Instagram at Asia K Salon or their website, asiaksalon.com. Happy lashing. All right, stay tuned for our TFUs. Total fuck-ups. Yo, 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 and welcome back to TFU. Bonus. 
I'm Banshee. And I'm Iron Mike. <laughs> and this is Total Fuck Ups. And this is, we are totally fucked up. <laughs> That's what it should be called. We are totally fucked up on the St. Patty's Day edition. Make sure you follow us on all social medias. Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. Twitter at Creeps underscore Crimes. And TikTok at Creeps and Crime. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure all those little clouds with the downward facing button is already pressed because let me tell you guys something. That is what tells people that we are good and that you like us. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week and happy St. Patrick's Day. Wait, can we, should we say the intro just one more time? But like the, 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 okay, let's make it like a closing. If you're driving, slow the fuck down. If you're drinking, don't fucking drive. And remember. This is totally totally fucked up. up. See ya. Bye.